Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Contact Keller's today and get your yard cleaned up before that dirty old man winter comes. I hate to say it, but he's on his way. The mornings are cold. They're frigid. I don't like it. I'm turning the uh, the steering wheel warmer on. I'm, I'm putting the seat warmers on. It's, it's just miserable. But contact Keller's today. And if you're looking for snow removal services during the winter months, they can take care of that for you too. Do not break your back this winter. And leave the heavy lifting to the professionals at Keller's, family owned and operated. Their team is looking forward to serving you. Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services, located on Kern Street in Exeter, near Blue Ribbon Dairy. Find them on social media to learn more. Gentlemen, what's up? I'm How are we doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Good, you? Good. How was your Christmas? Nice and peaceful. Marks, how about you? Doing it was all right. It was just all right. A little hectic. Yeah, it's always a little hectic. It's you know, it's I. I so I have two kids, and uh, one is almost six months old. And I thought, like, when, when once you had kids, like, people would come to you. But no, it's still, <laughs> it's still, you know, Christmas morning comes, do the presents in the morning, pack everything up, travel to this person's house, that person's house. By the time you get home, it's nine o'clock at night, and it's like, where the fuck did the day go? Yep, exactly. It's true. But, uh, but today is the 29th. Um, so, we're recording before. The new year. This episode will be released. It'll be the first episode of 2023 for the Popco Project, and I'm uh, joined by Marcus Welliver and Mike Elwood. Thanks I for having us, Popco. Appreciate that. I can't say you're of a band, right? Like, I mean, you're the the Marcus, is it just Marcus yeah. Welliver. The- uh, so we did that for recording purposes, uh, just so it'd be a little easier to to find my name is if something were to happen where I would branch off into something else. Uh, Johnny Koga actually mentioned it first. Uh, he's the bass player in our band. He said, maybe think about using your name. It's a little more easy to uh, demographic wise that way to, to use your own name. Uh, I guess in that aspect. Yeah. Well, so, but, but it is the Walls River band outside of that. Uh, it's, okay. Yep. Well, so I'm familiar with that name, right? Um, yeah. But but I wasn't familiar with Marcus as a as a singular person, and I had a, a mutual friend of ours, Kyle Demko. He's like, "Where do you hear Marcus? Where do you hear it? Where do you hear it? Where do you hear it?" I'm like, "Okay, cool, man. Like, I'll definitely check it out. I was I was listening to recommendations, and but everyone's you know buddy and friend, you know their their music's you know fantastic, right? And I remember it finally got released. And I heard it, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Kyle Demko uh, did not lie to me. 
Kyle Denton <laughs> did not lie to me. Well, he would never do that. He'll do a lot of things, but lying isn't. <laughs> no, I, I should have. I should have uh, never doubted him. But you know, like I said, it was one of those things. Like you know, buddies' bands coming out with a new song. Like you gotta check it out. Gotta check it out. And then you dropped uh, Barstool side of me, and I'm like, holy shit! This is like, like this is, this is great. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Like, thank you. I, I mean. Where did that that come from? I know you've released a couple songs uh, since then. Um, probably what a handful. Yeah, three. We've had three out since then. Yep. Yeah. So you have Barstool side of me, head to my heart, uphill both ways, and warning. Yeah, that's correct. And then I think you said you have another one coming out uh, soon, but um, should be soon. We uh we planned on had having a. Uh, out my window it's called uh that's the next single we planned on releasing that on halloween originally uh and then we pushed it back we want to we want to do a little bit of promotion on it sure uh i want to do i'm gonna have Corey from locals only uh he's gonna he's also does a lot of photography work and have him think of something for a cover for cover art so we're going to do something cool for that so just a couple things we want to get in line before we let it out it'll be uh in the near future here this spring hopefully very cool very cool so talk a little bit about this music i mean like i said i uh you dropped that first song and i was like holy shit i mean this it's it sounds fantastic not only is it just a good song it sounds great i mean you could put that on the radio today and um wouldn't be surprised at all uh hearing that so um talk a little bit about the the process and and you know how you guys came together and um all that fun stuff I keep, you want that one mike sure yeah so we uh we had a mutual friend and uh marcus was playing in a trio i was playing in another trio and i i had a friday night off and he was like hey you need to come uh come out to i think you guys were playing at rob's pub it was uh marcus it was uh, uh yeah, Marcus, Tim Johnson, Mick Waldner, they were playing a trio. And I think originally I told uh, our buddy Pooner, uh, I told him, I was like, sorry, dude. I, I was like, I have, it's my first day off in like seven weeks. <laughs> so I was like, I'm just going to stay home. Um, but then he's like, no, he's like, you got to come out. So after a while, um, you know, after they got done playing, we kind of uh, got to talking and I didn't realize that Marcus was 19 at the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we, uh, we kind of got together. The bars didn't know either. <laughs> <laughs> Statue of limitations has passed. Um, but so anyway, Isn't so that we seven got years? Isn't that seven years? <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's about it. Yeah, we're we're past that. Anything yeah, goes to Rob's Pub, though, right? <laughs> yeah. So R.I.P. R.I.P. Rob's Pub. R.I.P. Rob's Pub. But Correct. yeah. So then after that, we uh, we just kind of got. You know, got together with playing. Um, we were playing a, a duo, and then we got together uh, with our buddy Shane from Tommy Gunn's band. Uh, we were playing a trio here and there. And then uh, after that, you know, uh, Mitch, our drummer, came on board. Uh, he was just playing a box drum at Cajon. And I'll never forget that the one day we were in uh, one of Marcus's buddies' garages. And uh, he was like, hey, I got this bass player from church. <laughs> and we were like... Uh, I remember I looked at Marcus and I was like, you know, if, if we're going to bring somebody out to a show tomorrow, like really like for them to know the music that we're playing and, you know, obviously, you know, have him know what's, you know, what songs we're going into and what keys they're in and how they go. And so we were like, Hey, you know, just come out, just play with us. 
Um, if we don't like it, you know, we'll shut it down after the first set or whatnot. And Johnny's been in the band ever since. You know, Johnny Kogan out of Benton. Uh, he plays uh, bass, banjo, fiddle, everything. Yeah, he's awesome. You know, gu- guitar, does harmonies. He's our hype man. If you're having a bad day, he's the first guy to pick you up. Um, and he's uh, Johnny is a respiratory therapist, and uh, you know he's he's been going through some uh, through some stuff the last couple of years with the whole uh, COVID uh, nonsense going on, and sure. uh, he's been on the front lines for that. So God bless him for that. Um, and then uh, we had uh, originally we had Aaron McCurdy in the band out of Mountaintop. Um, did played great guitar, did harmonies. Um, since then, he's uh, he's left the band. Um, but then we had uh, another player from Mitch's church band, which is Lee Heyman out of Benton. Um, unbelievable keyboard player. Um, he's got a project of his own called Just All Right. Uh, him, uh, Mitch, our drummer, is also good, an incredible guitar player, and nobody knows it, and they should. <laughs> um, you know, uh, and then also uh, we have uh, Dirk Deckard. Um, obviously played with Subnautics and a multitude of other bands in the area. And we're super thrilled to have him in the band. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been a good ride. We've been together since what, 2016, 2017. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Probably 26. Yeah. 2016, 2017. Be right. Yeah. So together as a, as a unit for that long as with the unit. core pieces. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's amazing. Like country's not like, on my radar per se. It's not like my go-to, um, not that I don't like it. Um, I, I love this music you guys put out. Uh, it's just like, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's never been on my radar per se. Yeah. I think everyone's got their, everyone's got their niche or whatever they, they kind of listen to. But <clears throat> I think there's some music that kind of crosses all as a mutual tone. Yeah. Uh, I was telling like the other day I was saying, uh, there's weddings we've done where they're like, oh, we don't really, they've hired us. We don't really listen to that much country music. I'm like, oh, so we, we played weddings where we will do, and we've never had a practice. I think we've had one practice as a band in, uh, in the five or six years we've been together. And yeah. uh, most of the stuff we just do on the fly or we'll know, Hey, what key is it? And they're all just great musicians that can do that. And Mitch has been with me. I went to high school. I graduated with the drummer, Mitch. Uh, so we can, I can look at him and, and my eyebrow can move and he knows what I'm, what I'm saying to him. Uh, so we've done weddings where we, they don't like, maybe they don't listen to that much country and we'll play whole shows at Almond Brothers, CCR. Black Crows. Yeah. We'll, it'll go. Yeah. If I know, as long as I know the lyrics, usually they can, we could get by with it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because you mentioned cool. all these, these players that I've, you know, that are in other bands that I've heard other than familiar with. So it's kind of cool that like you guys all came together, you know, pros obviously, cause I mean, you know, you're talking about not, not practicing much. So that's wild. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, our buddy, Dustin Drevich, Dustin Douglas, he, uh, he played with us the one day and he was like, the thing I love about you guys is you guys are like the grateful dead of country music where like you, the song's like 80% of the way there. And then you guys could just do whatever, you yeah. know, uh, where yeah, we, Travage. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable yeah. player. So, yeah, but he was like, uh, you know, he's like, you get foundations there, but you want to take a five, six minute solo, you can do it. You want to take a two bar solo, you know, but the song's there. Yeah, yeah. Nothing's, nothing we ever really do as a band is uh, 
like to the record. <laughs> nothing's, <laughs> nothing's, it's definitely not a, it's unorthodox for sure. It's not like you hear it, which I, that's what I like about music though. I, and I like it that way. Some people like to hear it perfect. Uh, I think Tommy Gunn's band always is a good example of someone down to the every note, every as is perfect. And that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's awesome. That's, but uh, I always like just raw and, and it's good to sound and it's good in, and it's bad in a way maybe, but I always just, whatever happens, sometimes we'll play the same song the same way a hundred times and in one night something's a little different yeah and we played a little faster we played a little slower and that's little things like that i think that's that's what i like about music though oh yeah that's the fun part about live shows right like you know you can kind of do that shit on the fly yeah yeah yep i think too it also helps us grow as musicians you know uh you got to be on your toes during the show you got to be you know tentative you got to be watching (laughs) you know so things don't get stale yeah, you know. especially with me, everyone is on their toes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's everyone. It, it's um, you know, I hate talking about COVID because I'm just fucking sick of it and I'm over it. But I mean, one thing that uh, you know worried me about musicians when you know that kind of hit was just the fact that you guys couldn't be out playing. Everyone I've talked to has been like, you know what? It was it was almost like a uh, not a good thing in the sense of um you know, what it did to the world, but it was, it was good in the sense that, you know, people like you and, and them, and they were able to kind of slow down, kind of focus internally, maybe write some new tunes. Um, but they were no longer having to, you know, play every Saturday, Friday, Saturday night. And it just kind of had time to like breathe per se. Um, Absolutely. Super speaking of COVID, super thankful um, for the t-shirt drive that you guys did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Partner with Axelrad. Thank you for that. That was awesome. Yeah, that was uh you guys were one of the top selling shirts. Um and uh I know you guys told us to keep that and we donated to 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 something. I forget what it was. <sighs> Shit, what was that? Yeah, I forget what it was off the top of my head. It was a couple years ago now, but um you know, thank you for, you know, kind of absolutely sending it back. Um but I was what I was worried about was uh you know, playing shows, it's like an outlet. It's it's a it's twofold it's being able to play um be creative on the stage and and things like that but also like enables you guys to like test out different songs and it's like a comedian where you guys can you know work different rooms and 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 perform and you know see what works and see what doesn't so it's like man these guys are and girls are getting crushed and that's why i did the whole t-shirt thing was just because i always said that um you know whenever someone does a benefit right we always we always find out who can play the benefit for you know whoever is you know ill or whatever it might be or you know fortunately someone's house burned down and we always look to musicians to you know book them you know draw a crowd people come in donate and you guys do it every time without question without hesitation you know it's, you guys are proud and happy to do it but like no one's ever like returned the favor I guess you could say you know not that you guys ever expected it but it just you know. It was never done. So I felt like this was the first time that we kind of said, Hey, like it's, it's our time to help them. So I'm glad people responded well to that. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, definitely appreciate it. Thank you. But yeah, so how I know, know, uh, too, we, uh, we definitely played a little more than most during COVID. Uh, 
there was a lot of places that let us do outdoor stuff or outdoor right. covered stuff, or there'd be private events. There was a lot, you know, um, by res- by reservation only, right. you know, kind of one of those things. Guys are outlaws. <laughs> as long as it, uh, I mean, I won't, I don't like to get into the politics of anything. So I just, Oh, I hear you. But I, I know, I know we were, I was pretty, I guess it is. I said to Mike earlier, it already is out in the, we played through a lot, pretty much the whole thing. Uh, but I never, I never like to get into politics at all. Yeah. I think you that, can. I think that's, I think that's better. I think it's better left unsaid. I think it's something that no matter yeah. what you, what, no matter what you say, you're going to, you're going to yeah. cause somebody, somebody's yeah. going to get upset with you. So if you, well, yeah. everyone, as like long said, as you, we were, we were fortunate. I was going to say with, with the whole COVID thing with, like I said, um, you know, when bars and we're letting people back in, um, they were, they were letting us, uh, basically do by reservation only kind of thing where everybody was sta- spaced out and, you know, we'd post about it on Friday and you could tell the people were starving to just get back out in the world yeah. because, you know, we posted that on, on, on Sunday and by Monday morning, every table's booked in, a, in like a big restaurant, you know? Um, and so, you know, within the regulations of the time, you know, we were fortunate that we were able to get out and play. Um, no, not a lot of full band stuff or, you know, we would do full band stuff outdoors where everybody was spaced apart. Um, but, you know, we, uh, we definitely, uh, were a little more, I guess, how do I say fortunate, uh, to be able to keep that revenue stream, um, you know, and for us, you know, uh, in the band, we all work regular jobs. So, you know, we weren't crushed as, some, as much as some of these working musicians where music is their life. You know, that's all that they do. Right. So yeah. that's true. Um, yeah, it was just interesting how people navigated the whole thing. Responded to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I what agree. A, I, I never Crazy thought time. I never thought we'd live through something like that. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, as far as like coming out of that, I mean, it did, did some of these songs happen during that time frame, or, or how did these songs come together? I think, uh, I, th- I guess some of them we wrote though, the, actually the next song we're releasing out my window. It's one of the first songs me and Mike wrote together. Uh, like five years ago, we wrote it. Um, yeah. And we've been playing it out at live shows for years. A lot of, and it's a lot of people's, uh, a lot of our friends and family's favorite song that we wrote. It's one of our favorite songs. If not, it is our favorite song. Absolutely. So it was a, uh, it was cool when we wrote it because, um, I think Marcus had been laid off because of rain. Um, you know, he works on Highline Poles for the power company, and um, you know, he'd been laid off for rain for like seven days or whatever it was. And so we sat down to write, and he, somebody said, and I think it was Marcus or myself said, like, man, it's always raining out my window. And like, that's the title hook to the, to the song, you know? And the coolest part about it was we had the chorus and Marcus is in the room that he's in now. And I went outside and I said, you write the first verse, I'll write the second verse. And 10 minutes went by, I walked back in the house. He goes, all right, I got this. And we just played the song through and it was it. It was done. <laughs> so amazing. Yeah, Mike's uh Mike's always, I think all, almost, and we probably, we have a lot of maybe 30 or 40 songs we've written together, or maybe a half dozen more, or a dozen more that are half written. Yeah. Uh, but it's always, I usually, 
do the first verse and Mike always comes in with the second verse. It's almost, it's religiously. He comes, <laughs> has a second verse, the first verse, second verse, and then come together on a chorus and a bridge. But Mike's the only person I really have. I've really written anything with, uh, or that you feel comfortable. I think writing music, <clears throat> you have to be comfortable with writing with mm-hmm. whoever, it's just like anything else. If you're not, you have to be able to say, like, if I say, I don't like that, like you have to be able to take, you have to be able to understand that and not take offense to that sure, in yeah. order to, in order to move forward. And I think that works in a lot of things. Why you can't, sometimes you have to come to an understanding of someone else's opinion in order to move forward with it. And me and Mike have that relationship down pat where we can say, nah, <laughs> now nah, don't do that. Or, or like, don't do that. Yeah. And, <laughs> And you can use that and work forward with it. And some yeah. people, you some people, you feel like you can't speak up against because they'll get upset with or pissed yeah. off. And it's it's funny too because there's even one of the songs that um you know we were writing early on and there's it's a line in that things. yeah yeah there's a there's a line in that song where or no it's almost he, over you yeah almost over you where he says it he says this line and I look at him I'm like dude no and then like. A week later, I text him and I go, "Yeah, that's the right. That's the right line. It's got to be in the song." You know, um, he said, "He said, don't cheese, don't cheese out." Yeah, che- don't cheese, <laughs> don't cheese. Don't be and a then cheese the ball. and then the more and more, like I heard that line in my head, I was like, you know what? I said, "That's that's the only way. That's got to be in the song." You know, <laughs> right. so. Now, are the songs that you write typically about real life uh, situations, or like, how does that come together? Usually, uh, usually I know what they're all about, uh, <laughs> personally. <laughs> and Barcel always... side, side of me is the title track of his life. Yeah. <laughs> you want to elaborate they, on that at all or no? They definitely no. <laughs> have a little self-reflection. And uh, it's weird how you know something. Sometimes you know what the problem is and you still can't fix it or whatever, whatever it is, whatever the aspect is, a lot of self-reflecting and a lot of the stuff that me and Mike write isn't happy at all. <laughs> <laughs> Sad songs make me happy. Well, it's, um, it's, yeah. it's funny. I was just, I just released uh, today an episode with uh, a musician, but he goes by Telco. And um, we were talking about how like, you know, writing uh, songs when you're in a good headspace versus when you're in a bad headspace. And it's like, I, I have no musical talent in me whatsoever. And I, but I feel like if I were to try and write a song, I'd have to be like sad or depressed or like, it wouldn't be happy. And um, I don't know how people <laughs> typically write music when they're happy. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> we always, you know, we always kind of say too, like we're genuinely two of the happiest people you'll ever meet. Yeah. And, but like, those old like sad country songs that like mean something to people like Mm -hmm. that's, that's something that like I've always gravitated to, you know? Um, yeah, but it could be, it could be anything you can, you can hear somebody say something and you're like, Oh, I got to put that in the song, you know? Um, so it, it, you know, it come from anywhere, you know, it could be personal experience. Uh, you know, uh, it could be, something that you've lived, something that your buddies lived, you know, mm-hmm. uh, anything that you've kind of been around, but in order to sing it, you got to believe it. So some of the most convincing people 
uh, some of the most convincing songwriters. You could tell that they've lived some stuff in their life. Yeah. yeah. So I always, I always like to know what the songs are about. A lot of musicians won't tell you because they want it to be relatable to, you know, a variety of people, whether that, you know, I might hear something differently than, you know, my friend does. And it might mean a different thing to me than it would to you know, him or her. Um, which I, I think was, it's, I think it's best that way. I know, I know. And I, like, I hate asking the question because I don't want you to tell me if you don't want to, but I also like, if you want to tell me, like, I like to hear about those <laughs> things just because yeah, no, I think it's interesting where it came from. There's even lyrics where I've heard the wrong way just because I didn't read them, but that's what I heard. And yeah. I'm thinking it's a totally other thing, but it still might make sense completely makes sense. But the word I heard isn't what's said. And then when you hear what's actually said, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's- just the other day it was, I forget what song it was, but I'm like, why are they saying left foot, left foot down on a pedal? And then someone's like, it's lead foot. Oh, I'm like, oh, right. I mean, that's something that's very obvious, but just to, just for an example, yeah, I, I'm trying to figure it out and or figure out that lyric and you can't, or you yeah. pin it on something else. And yeah. then you realize until you read the lyrics. Oh, okay. I get what they're <laughs> saying. <now. laughs> I have a, a very vivid memory of an instance where that happened with me. It was back in 2003. One of my favorite artists is uh, a guy by the name of Pete Yorn. And um, I, I thought he heard, or I thought he said, fall in love with me. I'll show you things you've never seen. And the actual lyric, and I didn't find out till years later that it was like, is something wrong with me? Not fall in love with me. It's, it's something wrong with me. Like, wow, it's like, that's like fucking completely different. <laughs> changes the song. Changes yeah. the song completely. Yeah. And I, in the, the time of my life, I was like, um, I was talking to this girl and, you know, this, she was, you know, she was the one, like, you know, I wanted that's what to, worked for you. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. That's what you wanted to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that's exactly what it was. Like, I, I, you know, yeah. I, I heard that song and I was, you know, I wanted her to fall in love with me, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's not the girl I married, but, uh, <laughs> for the better. Unanswered prayers. <laughs> yeah. It's just funny. I mean, music, that's, that's why, I mean, I've, I've been drawn to music for, uh, my entire life. I remember, I mean, some of the first music I ever listened to was actually country. Um, and it was actually on <laughs> back in the day, uh, probably the mid late mid eighties. Um, back when you can, like, cigarettes could advertise anywhere and everywhere. Yeah. The Marlboro man, you, or you get Marlboro points. Yeah. yeah. Well, Marlboro <laughs> released like a cassette with like different musicians on it. And I found that, um, in my parents' house. And like, it's funny. Cause like, my mom didn't smoke at the time. My dad did, but they didn't smoke Marlboro. Um, so I don't know where it came from, but yeah, one of the one of the first things I ever listened to was was, was country. Um, yeah. But I was just, I was just saying like it just music has been such a big part of my life for so many years and you know since I could remember and it's just funny how it, it means different things to different people and um, it's universal ultimately, right? Yeah. It's just uh, it could pick you up when you're down. It could. It could pull you down further than when you already are. You know, it's yeah. It's, there's been days where, you know, I've been yeah, driving in a car and you know I'm not in a good headspace, and I hear a song that just, you know, it it uh, you know it it kind of pulls you pulls you further down. But it's such a powerful medium. Memories, you know. You hear yeah. that song, and it's like you're like, oh, I was in high school when this came out, and then it's like 
all those times that you heard that song that that's stuck in your head it just comes out of nowhere you know yeah so i always attached music and songs to certain parts of my life and i don't and i, I think it was because like you know, when i was in high school and college and and you know when you're you know different groups of friends and maybe you're seeing different girls like you can attach songs to those those moments and they're always changing so you apply the songs to new to new experiences I've been with my wife now for 15 years. Granted, it's not awesome. not every day is the same, right? But like, I feel like I've lost that. Um, wow. How do I say it without sounding like an asshole? <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I haven't lost love and feeling. No, but there are certain, just, there's well, definitely certain songs that like I attached to certain moments, but it's, it's not, not as many, I guess you could say. Um, Maybe I'm just not listening to music as much as I, you know, did in those days of my life either, just because, uh, you know, just being busy and all that kind of shit. But it's a great time to dive into country. <laughs> <laughs> you need something yeah. new. That's what it is. Maybe, maybe you're right. <laughs> maybe nah. you're right. Well, now I've got. I'm waiting for this next song from you guys. Yeah, you're getting complacent. That's all, Popco. Yeah. I, I mean, I've always liked. I have always liked the band. The band has always been my favorite. Uh, I don't. I don't think it matters what genre you like. If you don't like the band, then I don't think you like music. That's how <laughs> I. I. I love it. There's so many. They touch on. They touch on blues, country, rock, whatever you could. They touch it all, and lyrically great. Levon Helm. I love. The, I love the band. Some awesome, awesome music. Last Waltz. Have you ever seen that Popco? No. That's a good one to check out. Okay. Gotta watch that. Yeah. Yeah, the Last Waltz is such a cool documentary. I, I'm also thinking that a lot of the bands that I really loved, you know, in those time frames, you know, late '90s, early 2000s, and um, in high school, college, they were also also so great. Like I'm thinking now, like of Incubus and some of their first three or four records, they were amazing. And then, like, even like the newest stuff they put out in the last two, three, four years, it just didn't hit like it did back then. So maybe it's not. Do the moment do you think they changed do you think they the band maybe changed their I their mean, style I'm, I'm sure they have to a degree right i mean i or do you think it's you that can't relate it's to both it? it's probably both right you know you're just different times of your life i also think too like there's like certain songs that you just can't go back and hear again for the first time you know sure. no matter how much they try to replicate it with a new album you know yeah like even with a modern artist, like a modern country artist, like Luke Combs, like his first two albums are some of my favorites that I'll ever listen to. And his new stuff is good, but it's not the same as those first two albums to me. Right. You know, I think I'm, I guess that should, I guess it's that way with every artist too. I'm not way with Eric mm -hmm. church I, or any, I guess any artist you think of, you always think, I always think the first one or two albums of an artist or a, or a band are always your favorite. Mm hmm. Maybe it's because maybe it's something about being the first time hearing it or the, being new. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then, yeah, going back to, you know, I, I attach things to life experiences. Like I'll never have uh, another first kiss with my wife. I'm not saying like our marriage or our life together has become boring by any means, but like, you know, our first trip to the beach will never happen again. Our first right, kiss right. will never happen again. Like those first that you have that you kind of like, kind of put on a pedestal and maybe associate certain times of your life and music, all that kind of shit. You can't get back again. Yeah. Like chasing the high pretty yeah. much at, at yeah. first. So, yeah. 
I don't know how we got into this, this, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> music is powerful. Very absolutely. So, yeah, I'm very jealous of people who have the ability to play. I just, it's funny. My mom, my mom wanted me to to play the banjo or at least take banjo lessons when I was younger. <laughs> That's not even a guitar. Straight to the band, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> so I'm like, and I'm like, I'm in sports, right? Like I'm playing baseball, I'm playing basketball, and and I to this day I bust on her. I'm like. You know, because I, I wish looking back on it, if I could go back in time, I would I would say, yes, I'll, I'll play banjo, whatever the hell you want me to do. <laughs> but like, you know, you couldn't tell me like, John, you know, your 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 father and I, we're not very tall. Uh, you're lucky if you make it to 5'10", 5, 5'11". 5, <laughs> uh, you're white. You know, you're not going to be the next Michael Jordan. Like, let's be realistic. Let's here, play the guitar. It's something you can take for the rest of your life. Steve, Steve Nash, though, Popko. Steve yeah. Nash. That, well, yeah, the same with Muggsy Bogues, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> there's freaks out there. There's freaks out there. I'm not one of them. But I could have, I could have taken like the the application of banjo and applied it to guitar and, and other instruments well, for the rest for the rest of my life. I'm too old now. Everyone's like, it's, it's never too not late. I don't want to hear it. Late. It's too late. It's fucking way too late, dude. Like, I'm 40. <laughs> old, I'm, old I'm 40, old I'm 40 years old. Tricks. 40 years old, right? Uh, I've got two children, uh, a, a wife, a full-time job. It just, I, I mean, I do this, which I love, and I'm, I'm able to attach myself to music in this this uh, aspect. Um, I don't have time to, to pick up a guitar and, and try and do that. Can you sing, Popka? No. I mean, when I'm, drinking, when I'm drinking, when I'm drinking. What a karaoke. I've, I've been known to uh, do, uh, I don't know if it's been done well, but... Uh, Possum Kingdom, Kingdom by the Toadies. Oh, okay. okay. I've been, been on stages with bands. Uh, okay. Around NEPA, I used to do it with a band called Lesson One. Um, they're probably a little older than you guys, but um, yeah, I've I've done it. I don't know how it's if it's been done well. I mean, people seem to be pumped after I get off stage, but again, I'm <laughs> I'm drinking, they're drinking. It's a, it's the high of the moment, you know. It's yeah. I always say too, it doesn't matter if anybody's good or not. If you have the balls to get up in front of people and sing, like that's 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 one of like the you gotta have some serious wavos to be able to like get up and do that. You know? It, it's it's the uh the power of the beer, the alcohol. That's what <laughs> you I mean, yeah, there's been moments where I've been like to shows and like my my friends were like, Oh, you're gonna do toadies tonight, right? And I'm like, Well, not right now. I need a few more of uh some liquid courage here. We'll, we'll learn it with the band. You're asking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll yeah, learn we'll it with the band for you. All right. Toadies. Possum Kingdom. Okay. I uh I did it at my brother's bachelor party back in 2017, and um my cousin recorded it and uh played it back the next day, and I'm like, Ooh, that's real bad. That's real, real bad. <laughs> but the guy's oh. karaoke machine sucked, like the, the, the lyrics were missing, like I'm gonna blame it on him for being out of tune. Hey, listen, musicians are always their biggest critics. So maybe you are a musician, Paco. <laughs> maybe I am. <laughs> I've always thought about trying to record it. Like, you know, obviously having multiple takes and all that kind of shit. But I've always thought about doing it just because, like, I don't know what it's been about that song, but I've always it's, it's the only song I've ever done. Um mm -hmm. I thought about doing it, but I don't know. Yeah. We gotta like I said, we'll learn it with the band for you. Okay. Where would be where where would be the best place to uh, come up and play with the band by you? Where you can come catch us? 
Mm. Well, we got to make it plenty of advance notice again. I don't get out yeah. much the kids and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'll, I'll travel. I'll travel. Oh yeah, we got we got to be in a in front of a crowd that's also hammered, so they can. <laughs> that's a country show. That's what I'm thinking. Like Pisano Family Wines, you're you're out there. Hmm. Yeah, we can do that. I don't know if they huh. if that crowd gets wild or not, but I feel like that's in the woods. It's a nice place, country. Yep. What else is out there? We'll have to know, have you. We've had uh, we've had some festivals at my buddy's house. Uh some awesome festivals Where's uh, that last at? year it's it's in Hulnock creek it's down the road from basanos uh that's where i'm last, from I, that's that's where i was i grew up in Hulnock creek yeah oh i'm a fellow creaker i'm well, a country boy <laughs> <laughs> that's why you were playing the, and you still didn't play the banjo no no that's where we're, yeah that's so we were we're up by syrax greenhouse it's actually at, behind syrax okay uh uh, my buddy Justin, he built a stage down there and everything for him. It's a big ass stage. <laughs> it's funny. My band played down there, and uh, my buddy Justin said to Mitch, "He's like, hey, what what can we do to make it better next time?" Uh, he's like, a stage would be nice. And next week he had a stage up. He had a stage up, fully covered stage. I'll send you some pictures of it. it's awesome. But uh, last year we did Spring Fest and we had. Um, Dustin Douglas, 20 pound head, uh, mellifluous, Frankie Marsinkowski's yep. with mellifluous. He's awesome. Yep. Uh, Kyle Demko played Shane Fabiani, Lance Thomas, man. And then, uh, we played at the end of the night. It was awesome. Yeah. Awesome. One thing I love about the country folk is it's, what can we do to make this better stage? Boom. boom. <laughs> yeah. Built. Literally next day or yeah, next week. You're just like. My mom that? still lives out there. My brothers still live out there. Oh, um, right on. So yeah, you got a place to stay. You can get, absolutely. You can get pickled up, drink get some weird. bush lights even. Get weird. Yeah. I got bud lights on deck here. <laughs> I got the bush light. I might might go. be the first might be the first one on the Popco podcast to yeah. the, the Popco project to drink bush light. It's funny. Like they're, they're like the fifth person who's called the, the Popco podcast. And I'm like, did I fuck this up? Did I <laughs> <laughs> it has a nice ring to it. I know, I know, and I thought like, I did think about that, but I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I wanted it to be like, um, bigger. Like I wanted it to be efforts like the the sh- projects, the shirts, the shirts yeah, thing, yeah. and then yeah, yeah. I did the thing with the beer, and yeah. um, I don't know if you guys saw that or not, but like I wanted it to be mm-hmm. like this, like this thing, like this umbrella almost, and like this thing that kind of has like. These things under it, um, the Absolutely. podcast being one of those. That's, yeah, that's a cool, that's a cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I went away from the Pop Go podcast, but it has a nice ring to it, though. I think that's, I know. I said well, that without good. even. I know. Just, well, right, it just rolled off the tongue. You just string it out, just the Pop Go Project podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's just that's just that's just this wing of the Pop Go Project. Right. There you go. Right. Yeah, I have a guy at work who calls. He goes, "Hey, it's Johnny Popcast." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But um, what are uh, some of your favorite local uh, places to play at, whether local or even beyond? So, uh, our I think our favorite place has always been 
or one of uh is morgan hills the golf course out here yeah it's just a it's just because it's such a local crowd gets rowdy it's the only game it was the only game in town you know it was a good time the only only, but uh used to date a girl who like lived back in high school that used to live down the road from morgan hill (laughs) (laughs) that's a cool spot yeah Yeah. it's a good time we won't get into name dropping. We won't. Uh, we won't name names. No <laughs> yeah. names. Names allowed. But uh, Bruce Brothers is always awesome. Me and Mike have been doing Friday nights there for a long time. Uh, I'm not far before, from there. Before yep. the band, so we've been doing Friday nights there a while. Hogs Hollow, obviously Pisanos, RCs, uh, Stone Creek. We used to do uh, up in where is that? Up past Scranton. Uh, thirsties, yeah, we see thirsties yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, that's actually, that's just pretty, yeah, it's it's, re, it's reopened. Um, it's like it's like hot shots or quick shots or something. Hot shot. I think you're, I think you're right with hot shots. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's like a pool bar now. I think. Yeah, I saw pictures of that, and I can't. I saw two pool tables, and I can't figure out where they put that <laughs> second one. Um, yeah, I don't know either. But uh, yeah, I think it's hot. Is a hot shots bar? I think it's. Maybe I not. think it's. I don't know. I'm trying to find it now. Somebody just texted me the name of it today. Actually, hold on one second. <laughs> shots. Shots. Something. Yeah, I'm gonna be back in a second, Mike. I'll okay. Go. Cheap shots. Cheap shots. Cheap that's cheap it. Shots. Yeah. Literally just pulled up the text where they said it. Yeah. Yeah, I can't figure out. Um, that was a cool spot. Um, Absolutely. I worked with Tom Tell. Uh, in my years at the Weekender and, and radio, uh, was sad to see him kind of have to step away. Step away, yeah. I hope he's doing yeah. okay. I know he's had some health issues. Yeah, I think uh, I think he's. Uh, I think I saw him post uh, about a couple months ago where he's kind of back to, you know, I think he's he's kind of back to not normal, but he's back to out and about kind of thing. Because um, I think he was homebound for a little bit. But, yeah. Um, so I'm glad to see that he's uh, he's back doing great because he was always a big proponent of live music. He was, you know? yeah. yeah there's you, know, you know, seven days a week, you know, he'd have he'd have music there if he could, you know. Yeah. What about the V spot? Do you guys hit there at all? We, uh, I think Marcus, uh, Marcus has played the V spot. Uh, I think he opened for Tommy Gunn's band there a couple times. Okay. Um, but we have not done full band there. We do got to get in there because Benny has an awesome thing going on there. I'll have to. I'm gonna text Vinny tonight and be like, "Yo, actually, you know what? When, when, when Marcus gets back, I'm gonna take a picture of the screen. I'm like, yo, get these guys in the fucking bar.' Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that, no, that's a, Vinny's awesome. He's just one of my favorite people that I've met Absolutely. over the years. Definitely. Yeah, I feel like he meets me for the first time every time. <laughs> <laughs> you might. It might be the first time to him. Yeah. His, yeah. We uh, uh, super appreciative that he does like the uh, you know, Steam Town Music Awards up there. Yeah, um, puts on a puts on a great show and opens his doors for everybody. Have, have um, we like have we pat across paths and just not ever like spoken before? We have. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, yep. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. We did. No, you're good. Usually, when I see you, you got you're talking to somebody. So, right. I mean, you know, you know a lot of people in the area, so. And yeah. the thing is, I don't get out that often, so it's like, I'm, I, you know, those nights are great. I love those nights, especially yeah. the Steamtown Awards. Um, just everyone's in the same room together. But I wish you had more all, time. All walks of life, you know. 
Yeah. You got you got rap, you got country, rock, mm-hmm. blues, you know, Americana, everything you can think of, they're all in the same room and they're all yeah. there for a common goal, which is the coolest thing on the planet. Yeah. Shout out Joe Cavison for putting them together. It was it was Absolutely. a great weekend in um in the Scranton area. Yeah, um, it was a little different this year, this past year, because he had mm-hmm. it like the V spot for the awards, and then he kind of had, I mean, still the bars around Scranton, but also like the, the circle, circle driving, yeah, which was yeah. neat. Absolutely, yeah, and Kester and all them put on a great production up there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you got up there for some of the shows at night. They were. I saw some videos, but man, uh, some of those video boards that he's putting together for you know yeah. behind the behind the bands, I'm like, you know, this is a mountain production all on you know. Yeah, uh, at, at the drive-in, you know, it really, it really, it's um, yeah, it's cool. One to of see. the one of the uh, going back to the COVID shows, thinking about Circle Driving up there. Um, when they did the uh, the the concert movies, you know, right. when they had uh, Garth Brooks and I think the other one was uh, I want to say it was like Blake Shelton in Alabama. But um, what was really cool about that was you know uh, Chris Shrive from Platinum Ruckus. Um, <laughs> look who we got. Who's that? <laughs> Hey, how do you do that? Yeah. So, um, you guys in the same house? What? We are. We're in different rooms. What? Still got the echo. No way. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, uh, Chris Traff, Flatland Ruckus put together, um, you know, openers, local openers to just go play acoustic. And, you know, Kester brought the sound system. Um, and basically, we, uh, you know, we, we were able to play originals, covers, you know, and kind of get people excited about what was about to happen you know, for, uh, for the, for the concert. Um, so technically we opened for Garth Brooks. I was, I was just going to say, can you put that <laughs> on your resume? Can you I say, I still have the laminate. I have the laminate. <laughs> I mean, you're not lying. Not at all. Yeah. So I, I think that was, I've definitely said it. I've said we opened up for Garth Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not, you're not lying, but absolutely. Yeah, that's, or they ask questions of, of details. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I mean, if they I were to ask, like you know, right. further, if they if they need to elaborate, then I will. But if they yeah. don't, then I'm fine with that. And I mean, you could put it on, put it on the internet, put it on your that gray your area. <laughs> yeah. Now everyone's everyone's famous on the internet, you know. Absolutely. And in a small town, everybody's famous. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I, I wish. I wish that wasn't a lyric that wasn't already written. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Marcus, I feel like I saw somewhere, I think we were, uh, commenting back and forth on, on, on this Facebook or Instagram, but I feel like you were, there's rumor you were heading to Nashville. Yeah, that's a, that's a controversial topic right now. Oh boy. Did I open up a can of worms here? <laughs> no, it's a, just logistically, uh, there's just a lot of things to tie down and get squared away. Uh, a lot of people were saying, a lot of uh, musician uh, friends of mine say in Nashville, there's a guy I met down in Fort Worth, Texas. I just got back from there. Uh, I played a weekend show down there. There are two of them. Uh, I ran into a guy who opens up for Casey Donahue and a couple other uh, Texas country bands. Jeremy Stuttered, his name was, and he called me. Uh, and he said, dude, lived in Nashville for three years, man. You're just going to spin your wheels down there. That's just a party town. He said, there's, there's one door and 300 people and, and some place you're going to play at. 
He said, think about how many people are going to come in and out of that door that night. He said, not many. When they get in there, they stay in there. He said, come down. If you're in the Fort Worth, Dallas area, Texas, he's like, there's maybe you'll have 150 people, half as many people, but you'll have how many people, 600 people coming and going throughout the night, coming for a little bit and they have room to move and they'll go to the next one. And he's like, the more exposure, the better. And there's a lot of, and I, to be honest with you, Popco, I hated Nashville when I went down there Mm -hmm. and even to record, we went downtown and maybe not Nashville as a whole, but I hated, I don't like Broadway at all. Okay. I don't, I don't like anything about it. (laughs) That's fair. Uh, Just for, for music, for me, I don't, I like to sit down and listen to music. I don't like just treated as like a part like some people just they they're not listening to music they're just going there because they know other people are there right and it's just a big party and there's people falling down at noon you know right that's that's it's cool and all but that's not where i want to that's so it's really good advice i never really thought about that before you know you you know you always hear nashville is the place to go if you want to be you know bound or whatever it might say but yeah, I mean, like if yeah, if, if the if the same three hundred people are going to be in the room all night, versus you know having a, re- a revolving one hundred and fifty, yeah, I mean that's 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 better, right? That's I, I think I think too, like the old adage of um, you know having to go to Nashville to be found. Um, you know, there's definitely a, a lot of examples of modern country musicians who have been just been found through growing their fan base through regionally and then promoting their music, you know, uh, you know, like for instance, like, you know, guys like Riley green who didn't live in Nashville, lived in Alabama, but you know, played in Alabama, played in Georgia, Mississippi, you know, then played in Tennessee a little bit. And, you know, Luke Holmes was found on, you know, I think he was on Vine when everybody found him first, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I remember that. And uh, so I think in, in the modern uh, media age, there's uh, there's a lot of uh, ability to spread your music that way as well. Yeah. What is the kind of the goal for this this music? I mean, um, are, are you guys just creating it for yourselves and you're going to, you know, record music and put it out and, and kind of just, you know, if it goes somewhere, great. Or do you have some kind of like. Uh, definitely. I think I think if. I don't think there's an exact plan or an exact route, but I think the, I definitely think the goal, I think the goal would be as far as you can possibly think to take it. Be the goal. Sure. Hear it on the radio, play it on the radio, or have someone sing a song that me and Mike wrote together on a radio. That's, I think if you shoot for anything less, then you wouldn't, you never get to that point. You have to definitely strive for whatever you could possibly full potential. But I think I also think you have to put yourself in a position, the best position possible to do that. I don't think, uh, and that's why the thought of moving is uh, is in my head. I, I want to be in the best possible position. I don't want to say, "Well, I didn't do this, right? I could have did that, or could have done this, could have done that." Uh, put yourself in the best possible position to meet people or do something. Um, and then you don't have an excuse looking back because I would right. hate, I would always, I don't like regretting not doing anything. Right. Now, as far as the, the band is concerned, is that something that you would kind of go out and do and um, 
kind of be the face of the band uh, and until that you know came to fruition or um it hasn't really been a conversation yet that we've had uh it's kind of been so we the cool thing about the band is we do have two lead singers so you know what's nice is like i you know i like letting marcus sing 90 99 of the songs throughout the course of the night um and uh he always begs me to sing more, but I told him no. <laughs> um, but what is nice is like, should Marcus, you know, go out on the road or move to Texas, move to Nashville, whatever it is, you know, we do have the foundation to keep the band going. Sure. And obviously you can record and send you know, files back and forth. This is not, it's not, you know, 1980 now. It's, it's, it's you know, yeah, that's it's nice. option, right? Like, yeah. For instance, like, you know, warning, one of the tracks off the uh, off the album, you know, we had a, uh, I think it was like a eight or nine o'clock show at Morgan Hills. It's like noon. He sends me a voice memo on my cell phone. I think I was playing like Call of Duty. <laughs> and in between like rounds, I like look down, put the mic on mute and pop open the, you know, the voice memo and I listen to it and I'm like, I get back on the mic. I'm like, guys, I got to go. <laughs> and literally take, shut the Xbox off. I text him. I was like, I'm on my way down. <laughs> be, there, yeah, be, be there in 30 minutes, he said. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, that's the beauty of, you know, anytime you get an idea, whether it's a, you know, a full song that you have written or whether it's just an idea, all of this, you can just send a voice memo just like that, just right through the, right through the airwaves. Right. So. Yeah. It's sweet. Technology is, I always say a blessing and a curse. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. I think it's more of a, more. I think it pushes more towards the curse side than the blessing. <laughs> it might. It might. I mean, I'm terrified of raising children. Um, you know. Yeah, I'm the. I feel the same way, Pop guy. I am. I'm the same way. I don't have any yet, but I. I do plan. Yeah, I mean, I. I, I don't even know. I, I. I think about it. Like my son's too young. He's not even in kindergarten yet. I'll be in there next year. But like. I mean, I have it easy right now. Like my daughter can't even walk. So you just put her somewhere and she doesn't move. Like she'll, she's, she's there. My son's not exposed to, you know, anything outside of daycare. Like, yeah, it's, it's easy now. Right. Right now is an yeah. easy time. Like I yeah, can't I imagine wonder. when he's in school and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then he gets influenced by his other friends to have an iPod or yeah. an i an iPhone. They don't yeah. have iPods anymore. <laughs> it is my iPhone. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, same thing. But no. I don't know, Mike. If I have a son, he's not getting a, any type of talk technology until he breaks an arm. That's what you say. That's cool. what you say right now, dude. I mean, <laughs> listen. I mean, we're in the we're in the situation. I'm gonna I'm gonna rant a little bit right now, and I apologize. But like, we're in the situation we're in because of ourselves. <laughs> all right. I remember I it was 2017. He was born in December 2017. It was like the first week of October. Uh, 2017. I'm driving on the street and I'm seeing these banners for trunk or treats this weekend and that weekend. I right, these fucking kids are trick or treating for four weeks before fucking Halloween. I said my kid's never fucking doing that. He's yeah. not fucking doing it. He's not doing it. And then I like I, like, I kept driving. I'm like, who am I kidding? Who? Of course he's gonna do it. Like what? Am, yeah. What am I gonna say? Hey, hey, Link, you're a hard you, ass. You, you, you can't. Do, like all your friends are doing that. No, you can't though. Okay, because I'm not gonna let you. Like. Like what? Like I get it's yeah. hard. To, yeah. And then yeah. fucking sports. I mean, I've had this discussion. I don't know how many times when I played sports, 
You know, the coach brought a big black bag, dumped it out. There was like five helmets that everyone fucking shared. There was five mm-hmm. bats that everyone shared. There may have been like one kid on the team whose parents bought him a baseball bat because he was an only child and they had extra money. But we shared bats. We shared helmets. Now, it's every kid has their own fucking bat. Every kid has their own fucking helmet. They all go to private training. Private training? You know, damn rainy. It's, it's insane. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's... It's wild with, with sports, like you said, like nowadays, like these kids, if you don't go to, if you don't go to a private facility, you're not, you're not going anywhere. Right. Like, like, in our and it what was wild, like growing up with baseball, like, so I was in high school, I graduated in 2008 and in high school, there was one premier team, you had Legion Bowl, but there was one premier team in the area. It was like music Mets, right? That was the only, that was the only travel team in the area. And now you have all these kids that instead of finishing out little league season are going and playing with, and it don't get me wrong. It's, it's great for the kids now, like it's cool, but it's such a wild difference between when we were growing up, when it was just your season was your high school season. And then if you were lucky enough to play Legion ball, right? That's it. Yep. So, and a lot of these kids hyper-focus on one sport now, too. There's, you know, a right. lot of these kids aren't playing football you almost have You almost have to, uh, to excel. Yeah. You can't be a multi Well, you can. You have to be at a freak. But I think some some sports kind of help with another. But to be in, to excel in a certain sport, you have to be devoted year-round to that, well, to that one sport. Like, so my, so my best friend, uh, Ray Black, he played for the uh, San Francisco Giants. And the Milwaukee Brewers, right? He took a poll. I remember he was in Double A or Triple A, and he asked everybody in the locker room. He was like, "Who all played? Anybody play Legion ball?" And on a team of like thirty guys, one guy played Legion ball. Everybody else played private travel. Huh. So, you know, I, I just I feel like we need to let kids be kids, right? Like they're doing all these yeah. sports, and it's like intense, right? Mm-hmm. But like, I don't. We're we're not creating more LeBron Jameses by having these kids do all this private lessons and all this other shit. Like, I feel like it also burns them out a little bit too. Like, sure. you do have you do have the kids that truly yeah, love baseball or football or baseball or whatever it is uh, or basketball. Sorry, um, but you know how many of these kids are going to lessons just because their parents want to take them to lessons? You know what I mean? Like yeah. the kid doesn't. The kid might not want to go. <laughs> Yeah. It starts to repulse. It starts to repulse you when you're, you almost feel like you're getting forced to do something. Yeah. I, uh, my kid does. Let them do what they're. Yeah. We decided we're going to introduce our son to everything and he can decide what he wants to do or what he kind of likes. Does T ball, soccer, basketball, trying to get him to do karate. Um, That's cool. He has no interest. And I don't know if like he just doesn't understand it. I might just have to like take him and like here, here's here's what you're doing. <laughs> if you hate it, I'll I'll make it. I won't make it keep doing it. But yeah, that's a good move, Popko. That's that's. I mean, that's how my dad was. He said, "I don't. I have an older brother, a younger brother, and a younger sister." And he said to all of us, "I don't care what you do or what you want to do, and I will be behind you 100. percent But you have to be 100 percent for whatever you're doing. If you're right. if you're going to wrestle or play football or play baseball, you're going every." Go to every yep. practice. Finish the if, season. Yep. If you want to, if you want to, my, my dad always told me, he said, if you want to walk away, 
He goes, you walk away at the end of the season. He goes, because if you quit now, you'll quit everything in your life. Yep. So, um, you know, it, it, it applies to all aspects of life too, though. Mm-hmm. The only thing I'm glad that my mom forced me to do is take piano for 10 years. <laughs> I hated her for it, but boy, learning guitar was so much easier. Yeah, I bet. I said to my mom, I'm like, you made me shower when I didn't want to shower. You made me go to bed when I want to go to bed. You couldn't make me play the fucking banjo. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to hear Pavko playing some banjo. Oh. We'll have we'll have uh, Kogan, our bass player, give you some lessons. Uh, the 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 closest I got, I was at a uh, basement party when I was in college uh, in Scranton somewhere. I couldn't even tell you how we got there. I uh, I worked all day. I didn't eat lunch, and I got in the the, the car with the the band. Um, for whatever reason, we couldn't stop and get food on the way because they were running late. Got to the party. I'm fucking starving. I think I had a payday the entire day. After you know, the entire day. That's the chocolate bar. It's like a peanut and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's all I had all day. And I think I had two drinks, and I was like falling in the yard. Um, so I either just you know got hammered quick because I didn't eat, or I got fucking drugged by accident. <laughs> that payday but, bar. <laughs> or on purpose. You might have been drugged on on purpose. Maybe, maybe yeah. So they're playing in the basement, right? And I remember, um, I was. This is the band I used to sing Toadies with. So I got the guitar, and um, they unplugged it. But I, no one, no one else knows that they uh, they unplugged it. And I'm just fucking pretending to play the fucking guitar. <laughs> and everyone's like, "Fuck yeah, this is amazing!" And I'm like, "Fuck yeah, this is amazing." <laughs> 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 fell over, knocked the fucking amp over, broke the fucking inside of that. Had to pay for oh, it. No. Yeah, it was fucking bad. Love that. <laughs> it was awesome in the moment, man. It was a rock star moment. It's a rush, yeah, isn't it? It was fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After that, it was it was black. <laughs> I don't know. Love that. That's good. I'm glad you have the memory though of at least being on stage. It wasn't a state. It was it was a basement, dude. It was oh, basement <laughs> bar or basement basement party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. basement party. It was ground level, man. It was it was fucking awesome. Below ground, below yeah. ground, yeah. below ground level. Well, I don't want to keep you guys too long. It's uh, it's uh, what Thursday night. Uh, I'm sure you guys have better things to do than talk to me about uh, rocking yeah. out in a basement, getting blackout drunk. But, well, that's uh, up our alley. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you know we're wrapping up 2022. Um, you know what 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 happened this year outside of obviously the release of these this this music like looking back on 2022 um what were some highlights that you guys that you guys had sure well i think uh starting in the spring like i said uh to piggyback off of what i said earlier uh that spring fest we did uh out here in unlock creek was awesome we had uh greenlee's barbecue uh was a festival uh, if you're familiar with that up in yeah. Tunkhannock. Yeah, hell yeah. We we did that festival. Uh, Lance Thomas always does the Let the Music Play Festival. That was awesome. We had another festival at uh, Buttonhead Farms, which went great. Chris Shrive uh, was there. That's uh, the road my mom lives which, on. Uh, oh, okay. That's my mom right. lives on that road. You're, you're right down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Right down the street. Yep. That's where That's where we're doing the toadies. Okay, That's and then the hill, the hill you come down, like it's called Paul Road. The hill, like you off Main Road, take a left down that hill. Okay, I and, live at the end of Swamp Road. Uh, okay, yeah, my, my brothers both live on like instead of going right, 
on the Nimchuk Road where Button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they live like sure. a little bit past the that road down there. Okay. Yeah. You never realize how country it sounds until you say the end <laughs> swamp, swamp Road. road. <laughs> swamp Road. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, I, I cut th- you off there, but yeah. Yeah, I think uh, the coolest thing too is uh, just uh, getting to play with all the country musicians in the area. And not even just country, but there's other rock musicians that'll jump in and play with us as well. But, you know, we, we have a such a cool uh, community in, in country between, you know, like I, we mentioned Chris Schraff and Flatland Ruckus. We mentioned, uh, mentioned, you know, we got Boots and Bangs, um, ben you know, Rupert. all of them. Ben plays with us, you know, Ben plays with yeah. everybody. And Ben's one of the best, best bass players you could ever ask for. He just yeah, fits awesome. the groove. Um, you know, Tommy Gunn's band, you got, you know, Shane Tabiani, who was lead singer, Tommy Gunn's for after Tommy stepped down and now he's doing a solo thing, but we've got, so, and you know, obviously our, our favorite buddy, Mr. Kyle Demko of course. and him, him and Anthony playing together is, is super cool. Yeah. Back um, together. Back. I'm so glad the these, those boys made up. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was the the mountaintop feud for a while. They finally <laughs> they they put it back together. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I heard him at Bruce Brothers a couple weeks ago, and it was uh, like I mean, just tight, man. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, um, we love those an guys. Awesome guitar player. Yeah, Kyle's such a good kid. Anthony's a good kid too. And I remember, um, it was last year at the uh, Steentown Awards. I ran into Anthony, and he he said he's like, hey, you know, I'm talking to. Me and, me and Kyle are talking again. I'm like, dude, that's fucking great. That's <laughs> like awesome. an ex, it's, it's like an ex girlfriend that yeah. you liked, and you're the dad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You yeah. should talk to her. <laughs> yeah. It's great that they're back together, man. I'm super pumped. Is he for those still? Guys. Is Anthony still with the taxman? Do you know? No, he just left. He just left. Oh. I don't know what happened there either. It was it was kind of like inconspicuous to a degree. Okay, I would say I would say my favorite phrase: "Not my pig, not my farm. It's not my place right. to know." Right. <laughs> not my circus, not my monkeys, you know? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Or clowns, oh. whatever you want to say. But yeah. <laughs> I'm but I'm always curious. I really am. I'm always curious. Like, and I'm not one to go spread the gossip, but I like to hear it. I, I like yeah. to know what's going on. I'm very trustworthy. So anyone who wants to talk about their, <laughs> their shit. Yep. I'll come vent to you about Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. Marcus ever issues, like just come talk to me. We'll, we'll, we'll work through it. You that you wouldn't be able to fit in a podcast, Popco. <laughs> a Popco podcast. God damn it. That's right. <laughs> God damn it. We've been, like I said, with uh, you know, talking about that kind of stuff. Like we've been fortunate that we've had our same core group of members, like I said, for almost five, six years now. Yeah. So and just yeah, never awesome uh, I can honestly say we've never had a single uh uh disagreement or an argument either as a as a group. Uh yeah. Maybe, maybe uh, some things outside of music, yeah. or little things. We need, yeah. we need to change but, this. We need to change this because you know what? I, I hear this a lot. <clears throat> yeah, we we got together and the fucking music just kind of came together. It just came out. We don't even fucking practice. We get on stage or we're, we're we're rocking and rolling. You guys are never gonna be a, on a fucking movie, you know, like um, rock star or, or <laughs> the fuck is going on here? You guys are all like, this is hippie shit. <laughs> there has been there has been uh like the only issues we have has been with me <laughs> i could say honestly where i've there's been a, a couple i'm like a dad a where i say shows. yeah i'm like a dad where i say i'm not mad i'm just disappointed 
There's been a couple <laughs> times where I can, especially the only place that it's acceptable is Morgan Hills. Like I can, I can fall over and like smash a guitar and like, it's okay there anywhere else. So I try to keep it under realms, but there's has been a couple moments. Uh, Greenlee's barbecue. I had to make it like a formal apology. Uh, yeah. Looking back on that, and I did learn from that. I, hey, you that know, you gotta that. you gotta make the mistakes. You go. <laughs> that, you know, that did not go learning, over well. Learning moments, you know. Yeah. And everybody was understanding. There was other factors, and you know that involved in that. And, you know, but it was one of those where I, I didn't. I didn't text Marcus this big long thing. I just said, "Call me tomorrow." <laughs> it's all we need. We you get that? We need to talk. Yeah. Like, Fuck. Yeah. Give me anxiety <laughs> attack. Yeah. We need to talk. No one it needs was to talk. It was Monday when he called me. <laughs> but no, every like I said, everything is good. Like I said, it, we as far as band goes, like, I, like you said, it's like hippie stuff. Like we, we just have the coolest I'm band wherever. No, it's the truth though. Like where we literally just. We're there to play music. That's we know? don't have a we don't have a set list. Or, or yeah, yeah. You just kind of feel the crowd and just kind of shout out whatever you want the next song. To be. Yeah, you know, it's awesome. Yeah. All right, we're wrapping up 2022. Let's look ahead to 2023. What's in store for you guys? Yeah, we're looking. I think we're looking forward to a lot of like uh, the carnival shows are are super fun. You know, the, the county fairs and that kind of stuff. Uh, Marcus, you got your buddy from Texas coming up, right? Yeah, I got my buddy uh, Trent Walker from Fort Worth, Texas, coming up in February. Uh, we've been doing—I've been doing this for, uh, I'd say, the last two years now. Where I'd go out, and I'll play somewhere. Like last year, I played at Floribama. I don't know, Popco, if you're familiar with that. Uh, the Floribama—it's—it's it's like this little bar town on the yeah. Alabama-Florida line. Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm guilty of watching. I. Uh, <clears throat> I watched Jersey Shore, and then they had a, a, a spinoff called Floribama Shore. Okay, same place. Yeah, so that's yeah. It. So I I don't like to admit that. So I I like drama. Yeah, as yeah. long as it's not my own. So I, I like, so I, I like <laughs> that 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 stuff. Yeah, shows, I'm, the, I'm with you there. Those shows like feed the 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 need for that. So I, yeah, see. yeah. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. So. I, <laughs> <laughs> so I was, so I went down there and played for a week, and I met uh, my buddy Willie Trawick. He's from Alabama. He was playing out there. Uh, I got up and played with him, and he's like, "Yo, man, you're playing with me tomorrow night at the Wharf." I said, "All right, sounds good." So I played with him, uh, and I'm like, "Yo, come up to Pennsylvania sometime, and we'll do like a week. Like, just drive up, and we'll play Tuesday to Sunday." And uh, so he's he's came up probably six times now. Uh, and then I went back down there to when I was recording and I met his buddy, Jared Hill. And uh, actually, just two weeks ago, he was up, which he's incredible. Jared Hill, his songwriting. That story his, in his voice. Well, he just voice. he just did a cover of your of your yes. uh, yeah, yeah. song. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. his voice is un, is, is incredible. He does. Uh, he does uh what is it black? He does yeah, Pearl Pearl Jam Black. Pearl Jam, yeah. Eddie Vetter, he sounds like the country Eddie Vetter. It's unbelievable. His voice is incredible. Does he have uh, music but, available out there or no? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Both him and Willie, yeah. Because I saw yeah. I saw that cover of yours and it, it, what you're saying, the voice and all that kind of, I'm like, this guy sounds like 
something I would like. Yeah, yeah. he just he just recently took his uh, music down uh, like last week, but it's it's on all platforms. He took it down because he's remastering all the stuff that he did before. And uh, he has, I guess, two more albums that he's putting out. But yeah, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get music, YouTube, he has stuff. And he's uh, phenomenal. But yeah, so Trent's coming up in February. And we'll be playing at uh, Flaherty's over in Kingston. Oh, sure. Uh, Yeah. uh, We'll be at Morgan Hills, ID Bar, Stone Creek, uh, RC's down in Benton. I think wheels too, right up in the mountaintop. Yeah, wheels on on the Sunday. So yeah, that's cool to do. That's cool to get a uh, artist from outside of the from other states. And I'm going to continue to do that as long as I can. Bring other meet other people, bring them up. They just stay at my house uh, in the spare bedroom. We just play for a week. Jared was Jared was rough to. That's a rough week with Jared. <laughs> Jared. He's a Jared good time, had, man. He's a Jared good dude. Is, Jared is nocturnal. Okay. So, so when I'm waking and I work, I got to be up at five o'clock to go to work and he's going to bed at five. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, you have to be prepared for that week. That was, that was a rough one to get through. Yeah. I, I think the coolest thing, as I was gonna say, I think the coolest thing too, about like when he brings these people up is how receptive everybody from NEPA is. Yeah. Like, they they love just getting to hear you know somebody first off somebody talk with their you know southern accent but you know they love getting to hear these dudes play music you know and play their originals and they're super receptive to them which is cool i feel like more people need to know about these because that sounds like a lot of fun and i feel like you guys like the vibe you guys have it's just kind of like yeah we'll fucking play tomorrow if you ask us to or you know whatever <laughs> yeah. like let's fucking go yeah yeah, yeah. most of the time most of the time bar owner come up most of the time bar barna comes up you want to play for another hour yeah sure we'll play yeah that's you, know. you got money usually we, that's <laughs> yeah. Usually, yeah that's usually how we you do got it here yeah yeah wings absolutely. are expensive put down fucking <laughs> put down 12 wings we'll talk uh, that covers the tab there you go yeah shit yeah we'll have to let you know if we're ever doing like one of those sunday songwriters dude like, to fucking work. Uh, I'll give you my number. Text me, fucking message me on social media. I don't care. Like, just keep asking me, or just at least let me know because there's just um, I, I I'm I try to stay lot. on top of everything. I try to. I just I I can't do. I can't keep it on everything. So it's just like you just gotta tell me. Mm. Hit me with the head. Yeah, yeah. Especially Button Buttonwood Farm or Buttonhead Farms. Um, so my my mom lives down there, literally thirty seconds away. Um. My family was out that way. I'm sure my brothers have seen you guys play. They're, they've, they're, uh, I don't know if they're regulars at Morgan Hills, but they're frequent. Are they frequent. the same? They Popco last name as well. Yep. Yeah, I feel bro- like I, I would know them if they go. Maybe, to Morgan Hills. yeah. Uh, well, my my one brother's quiet. He's he has a bigger beard than I than I have. Uh, he's shorter than I am, and then my youngest brother is a little taller than me. Uh, also beard. But you have um, to send me a picture. I'll tell them if I've, I've seen. Right. I've, okay. Yeah. I pretty much grew up in there. Yeah, my one, my one brother's like a terrorist. <laughs> 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 but uh, my, my, my youngest just actually, he, he fell at work. Um, 
second story balcony. Um, oh wow! Yeah, hit the, hit the concrete. I uh, just, oh just talking talk to me earlier. Um, that was the seventeenth of December, just uh, you know, a few weeks ago. And I was like, spirit, like he broke his wrist, um, and we thought that it was that was all it was. I think, but he's, I think he's having some some issues uh, since the accident. So. Well, I was we'll I keep was surprised. For you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I was I was surprised that uh that's another reason I was late tonight. I was, I was talking to his wife. <clears throat> but um I, I the fact that he got away with just a broken arm, I was like, you were fucking lucky to be alive. Like you could have mm-hmm. smashed your head and you'd be dead. And they thought he was dead. No, he, absolutely. He didn't move funny. for 45 seconds, which probably felt like an hour. Ah. But yeah, abs- yeah. anyways, I don't want to bring it down. But yeah, I'm sure my brothers maybe have seen you, but but yeah, yeah, tell me, tell me when you're playing out there. Tell me, I live in Duryea, so if you want to like, if you're on this oh way, yeah, well, well, how about you get a set set something up uh, at one of your favorite places, and we'll me and Mike will come up. Oh, with something. One of my favorite places, one of my favorite places. Well, that'd be the V. He missed that whole conversation. Oh yeah, we were talking about the V spot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we we haven't played there with the full band, but I opened up for Tommy Guns there. That's what he said. Yeah. But uh, I mean, well, even Bruce. I mean, Bruce isn't that far from me. Yeah, come down to Bruce. That's a good Bruce time. is always always yeah. a good time. <laughs> yeah, we oh, just yeah. we just played Christmas there, or well, I, I ended up playing because Marcus had to work. But man, that that crowd there was one of the best. And I told Marcus when I got here, and I said we got to talk to Andy about doing full band for Christmas next year. Yeah, maybe it was we'll do, maybe, maybe we'll do something for Easter. Yeah. <laughs> what about the we'll Chaz Cafe? You ever hit that that place up? I've seen shows. Yeah. I've seen shows there, but I'm glad that they're doing shows earlier. Yeah. I was talking to uh I was talking to other musicians about it because they used to do like the headliner would go on at like one in the morning. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Like it was like super late. And I'm super glad that they're doing uh everything starts at like eight now. Yep. You know. So yeah. that's a super cool I th- spot though. I, I think everything uh everything pre COVID was later. Like we always played ten to one. Yeah. As yeah. a as a band, and now everything's eight to eleven. I'm so happy because I'm not getting home at four in the morning anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I still get home at four. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're young, aren't you? Yeah, I'm younger. Younger yeah. than you, Popco. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, well, we also, uh, my buddy Adam Ross, uh, he has Stamp Creek Outfitters, uh, me and Mike's buddy. He, uh, are you, I, if you're familiar with Riley Green, uh, Bigger country music singer, newer guy. Uh, he coached him in college football. He's uh, Adam Ross is the one of the football coaches at Richmond University. Okay. So I was just down there a couple weeks ago, and I played for their football team thing pregame. Home, homecoming, right? Yeah, I think it was, it was homecoming. Yeah. Uh, so uh, in a in a month or two here, we're going back down. I'm doing a national anthem and playing another one for the basketball team at Richmond. They have a, a they're a big basketball school at Richmond. So, uh, Steph, Steph Curry, wasn't it? Or I'm thinking of somebody else, but there's a big name player that was a Richmond Spider. Yeah, they're a big, uh, they're a big D1. They're big basketball school. Huge, beautiful uh, arena. Or what do you, what, would you, would it be a stadium? Would it be a, stadium? <laughs> would it be a stadium? Would it be a stadium, a basketball yeah, yeah. Arena, I think. Arena, yeah. Arena, yeah. yeah I think it's yeah. arena. So that's a, that's so that'll be cool. Uh, we're trying to get Mike. Mike missed last and couldn't make it to the uh, football one, but Ross, that Stamp Creek stuff is is awesome. That that Outfitters, 
it's a awesome clothing company. company. It's a clo- clothing line. Awesome, awesome, awesome guy. Stamp Creek. Yeah, awesome guy. Awesome company. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good guy to bounce songs off of. You ever yeah. cross paths with uh, Nate Hosey? Nate Hosey, I saw. I met him at the Wyoming County Fair yeah. last year, but yeah. I've never. He's got some. He's uh, one of the best guys I've ever ever met. Uh, just super down to earth. Loves his country. Loves his family. Um, yeah, yeah. Great turkey hunter. Yeah, great turkey <laughs> hunter and great songs too. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would. I'd put you guys in the same bill. I mean, that would be a fucking killer show. I mean, that'd be cool. He's got some great songs. We want to check him out. Um, just um, it's 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 those it's the songs, much like yours. Like, yeah, you, know, you just want to kind of hang out and and chill. And you know, his is very like, you know, campfire, like with your yeah, best yeah. buds and fucking drink some beers. And I love that. Vibe. That's the vibe. That's the vibe. shotgun. Shotgun of Bud Light. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I'm not a good shotgunner. <laughs> yeah. we'll, t- we'll teach you. I got iced uh, on my I got iced on my 40th birthday, and uh, <laughs> I chugged it. It was bad. It was slow, but I did it. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Was it Demko? Did Demko put you up to that? No, but it was at Bruce Brothers. <laughs> Demko actually played my at the party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Demko will bring you like a Vegas bomb or a Jaeger bomb or some kind of. He was he was funny. Something. He. Uh, the party was over. I'm like trying to find him so I could pay him. And uh, he's like, dude, I'm out in my car. I threw up. I got over. <laughs> I'm like, dude, did, I'm like, do you have COVID? You were just singing to my entire family. And friends. <laughs> he's wild. He's one of the best. Uh, he's probably one of the best supporters of music and one of the, one of the greatest in the area to, yeah. to come the, through the, and push. I was going to say the Santa drive. You know, yeah. uh, the Toys yeah. for Tots, man. And I was bummed. I told him, I said, he's got to move the date. Because every the last two years, I've been in Delaware. I was away. Uh, I was in Fort Worth when he did that, too. Was- and I was like, I was like, Kyle, you got to move it to another weekend. Because I'm traditionally in Delaware that weekend. Right. But yeah. that's a super, I mean, you want to talk about, like, one of the coolest things that you can put together. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's this, cool. this valley of the people in it are, are some of the best. Um you know, they say the valley with the heart, and that's that's the truth. I think it's cool, uh, Popco, going to other places. Uh, like I, this the past year or two that I've been uh, like outside of the state playing or playing places, and then p- those people that do come up here, or when I go down there, you can see, you can see a difference in how you can see, you can really learn to appreciate this. The music scene in this area a lot more and yeah, like, people that and people that come up here they see it too this is crazy on a tuesday or wednesday night i have people coming out and yeah supporting live music in this area in particular for sure and it used to be better than it is now i mean believe yeah. it or not i mean it's yeah. still good i i would i always say i would put this area up against any other city as far as the the talent that goes goes around whether it's yeah. you know, country pop punk um heavy metal like everything it's, it's a whole like, indie blues it's awesome yeah. yeah yeah i love it hell yeah. yeah it's 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 funny like i said you listen to a guy like uh you know you would look at a guy like stingray right 
Mm-hmm. And you just see this guy sitting in the bar and you're like, all right, what are we going to get here? And then this dude starts playing. You're like, that guy needed to be in the blues scene in the seventies. Like right. he is unbelievable, you know? Yeah. And then guitar players, like going back to it, like, you know, guitar players like Dustin and all yeah. those guys, you know, there's so much, so much talent. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And the, the, the following is support, Like you said, um, we've been fortunate in the country scene that, uh, there's such a huge following for country now. Country is country is one of the biggest things out there. And Especially so we've been here. very fortunate. Absolutely. Yeah. And we've been fortunate that, you know, we'll play shows and, you know, uh, like Morgan Hills, I think they'll do like, you know, whatever it is. I don't want to say a number, but let's say it's 250 people at the door and it's sold out by the time that we start playing. So, yeah, you know, well, Marcus, um, when you're around, uh, in Texas, uh, if you're in Austin, I need you to find my boy Joe Rogan <laughs> and tell him tell him about me. <laughs> yeah, him. yeah. If I see him, Popko, I'll, <laughs> I'll let him know. He's yeah, telling. I love Joe. I love Joe Rogan. He's the man. He's the man. I just love the vibe. It's just real conversation. Talk about whatever. Yeah, even just like this. even. That's why Neil, I started. Even yeah. though Neil Young tried, Neil Young tried to get rid of him. <laughs> a couple did, yeah. He, yeah. I think he's cancel proof. It's weird. Yeah, well, the simple man don't need him around anyhow. That's what Skinner said. Yeah. Neil Young. I don't know, man. It's it's. Uh, I, I don't understand the whole thing. I mean, I, I think he, he, I think he has guests on that share both sides, like. Mm-hmm. And when do we when do we lose that? When 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 do we? Oh, I'll tell you when. Because everyone who's fucking right is far right, and everyone who's left less is far left. Yeah, yeah. There's no fucking. Yeah. I'll ever, listen like, to I'll listen to anyone's idea or opinion. Why would I'll know what I'll know what I I'll 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 want to. Anyone wants to believe what they believe, but uh, you you be you have to be open to someone else's. You have to understand, like I'm, if you, Popko, if you felt a different way about anything, I wouldn't think different about you. Yeah. We have to be, and and I think people lost sight of that on terms on the ground they stand on. That you're allowed to have other opinions and still get along, and that's yeah. Yeah. Where it's, it sucks. It's not and there's there's an ability to learn from conversation itself, right? Yes, there's an ability to learn. You know, like you said, if I don't agree with something you're saying. You can tell me something, and right now there's people that it'll it'll go in one ear out the other. But the beauty of listening to somebody and having a conversation with people is that you can pick up something from what they're saying. Yeah. So, and like we said, it, it may not be a way that I feel about something, but okay, there's other people out there that feel a certain way, which is good for you know good for them. So, and can you imagine if we all thought the same fucking thing? Like, it's unbelievable. What the fuck? Well, even if you disagree, sometimes it's uh, you don't have to. It's okay. You don't have, you don't have to. You don't. You get defensive. You don't have to. You don't have yeah. to take that route. I don't yep. get it, man. It's just it's. Weird. I, I think it's it's I think it's a lot to do with technology, social media, because That's, I think it's a hundred percent for sure. Yeah. Well, I also say too to kind of go with your point where you say like where everybody's either far right or far left. What what you actually find is like you have the loudest people are out here and then you, me and everybody else, the 95% are all in the middle and we're all just living our lives the yeah. way that we should be, which is listen to other people. Other people have feet, you know, yeah. 
how do I put it? You know, everybody has their own opinions, beliefs, ideas, and whatnot. We're like, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in live and let live. Right. I live my life. You live your life. We have a good time. You know? If I hurt anybody. Exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's the that's weird world. Other, that's a whole other conversation that we don't have time for. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get canceled either. So. No. Yeah. You don't want to get canceled. Probably. That's well, how you, that's, well, that's how you boost the ratings. Well, I always, I always said you gotta be somebody to get canceled, and <laughs> yeah, nobody, nobody boos somebody that's nobody. Exactly. Okay. So no, one, no one's gonna cancel me. I'm a, I'm a nobody. <laughs> but uh, well, guys, I mean, best of luck in 2023. I, I hope that I can uh, get out to a show, um, or or many for that matter. We'll have Demko come pick you up. J- tell him to tell me. Just again, <laughs> please, like I said, just tell me about every everything you're doing. Um, yeah, I'll, try, yeah. I'll try and keep tabs. I'll, I'll uh, hit the follow button, uh, or I get notified of of your posts and shit like that too, cool. just so I can keep tabs on what you're doing and what's going on. I just realized that tomorrow is recycling uh, for cardboard. <laughs> you got a lot of boxes have, to break down. Huh? I have so much fucking cardboard <laughs> in my garage right now. I'm like, oh my god, I'm, just, I'm like dreading it right now. We don't have recycling in Hot Creek. We no, you don't. We have fire pits. That's a, well, yeah, you have that, but recycling's a scam too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. no doubt. It's a scam. Oh, yeah, I'm not aware of it. I've never, I've never heard of it before. But I, I understand plastic and stuff. Only five percent is recycled. Save, save the <laughs> turtles. I've heard the, I've heard. Yeah, Paco, I got this. Is my random thought that popped in my head. Did you go yeah. see Jason Isbell at the Kirby a couple years yeah, ago? Like, fucking, just, yeah, I did. When it was just him and Sally yeah. Baden. <laughs> okay, yeah. I cried. I sat, a, I sat a row behind you. No way. Yeah. I'll send you the video. I'm pretty <laughs> the sure back you're in my head? it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're in it. It was me <laughs> and Dylan. It was me it and Dylan. It might have been Dixon. his terrorist brother. Then. Yeah. No, it was me and my, from me the and my wife. And, uh, yeah. You sat in the upper deck, right? Yeah. 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 I was definitely a row behind you. God damn it. It just popped. It just popped in my head. There you go. <laughs> I, I, uh, I actually cried that night. It was an unbelievable show. Yeah. It, it, it and I love that. I fucking hate it. Like offense, dude. Oh, so, fuck, dude, my, yeah, what, you'll, song, you know the story it. I'm about to tell you. When he was like, uh, uh, he somebody yelled out like, "If we were vampires," and he plays it right, and that's yeah. one of my favorite songs from Isabel. And then he goes, uh, somebody else yells, "Elephant." And he goes, "This is the most depressed group of people I've ever listened to." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If if that song doesn't fucking choke you up, you're not a fucking human being. Yeah, dude, the, both those songs, man. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, and I was so mad because I, um, they booked him maybe like th- five months ago, a few years before that. No, no, before oh, that, okay. yeah. that show we're talking about, and uh, wasn't on my radar. I think he played at like two hundred people in the Kirby. Mm-hmm. No one, no one there. And I was like, and I found out about him after the fact. I'm like, God damn. But yeah, you want to hear? Uh, so real quick, I know we got to go. We don't have um, to go. So cool story. Um, speaking of artists playing for nobody, this is before I knew Marcus. So Froggy 101 used to do singer-songwriter nights. Okay. Okay. So uh, the first year was Eric Pasley. And um, basically what it was, was you would submit a song to Froggy 101, the local radio station, and they would pick five people. And then you would sit down and you would meet up with um, this singer-songwriter. So the first year was Eric Pasley. And, uh, you know, he had written some, some big songs, but once again, nobody knew who he was. 
Second year is a guy by the name of Chris Stapleton. Okay. Okay. Right as he was leaving the steel driver. So nobody knew who this dude was, but nobody knew that he had written probably, you know, 90% of what was on the radio at that point. Right. Um, but he's got one of the most unbelievable voices and whatnot. So show up to the Bruce brothers and they do this conference upstairs in Furia. And then downstairs, it was going to be a free concert, right? So Froggy One was promoting it for weeks and weeks and weeks. And, dude, there's literally nine people in Bruce Brothers. Chris Stapleton played for nine people, unplugged. Like, no speaker. No, like, I think I remember Crockett going, like, do you want me to do a sound check and plug you in and get an EQ and whatnot? And Stapleton just goes, he's like, oh, I'll just play it acoustic. Best 45 minutes of music I'll ever listen to in my life. Right mm-hmm. below that is that is well concert. Um, and... So it's, it's funny, man. Like when you go see somebody and there's nobody there and then now Chris Stapleton, you know, multiple like CMA award winner, like artist of the year, all the stuff, you know, it's cool to see big artists before they've been big and God, that sounds so hipster to me. Um, (laughs) No, there's that, there's that saying where like, you know, um, yeah, Chris Stapleton, Stapleton was at one point, you know, playing in a local bar. Yeah, Eric Church. At, Eric Church was at the Woodlands. They were uh, all. They were all like yeah. the local, you know. Yeah, I mean, local musician. It was funny too. Like even like uh, like Luke Holmes. Like me and some friends on Monday went out to like the Union County West End Fair up by State College, right? And there it was two dollars to get into the fair. Um, that was your admission to get into the concert, and there was like maybe four or five hundred people there, right? Then a year later. He plays at the Sands, and there's like maybe 3,000 people at this show. And then a year later, you go see him in Hershey, and there's 15,000 people in Hershey. Yeah. So like, it's, it's cool to see the evolution of like, you know, the way these artists have gone about it and how their crowds have grown. And it's also motivation for somebody like Marcus or myself. You know? so, yeah, there's, there's something I always say. Oh, I mean, Breaking Benjamin. You know, ben used to play mm-hmm. at the Voodoo Lounge in Luzerne. Um, he used to stop by. Pops and Barley. This is even before then. Um, mm-hmm. This is like oh, oh well, it's probably oh one early, early 2000s before like you know their their uh, polyamorous came out. Well, um, but, but yeah, he pop he he pop into River Street Ale House down down past Bruce um, yep. and do yeah. some open mic shit. And but one thing I've like been kind of preaching and and not only have I been preaching but also people have kind of been like saying it before me during some of these podcasts is like it only takes one like. It only takes one person to like, like the right person to hear what you're doing or share what you're doing or, or whatever it is. Like it's only takes one and you never know where it is. Yeah, that's what Marcus. (laughs) No, no, I agree. Absolutely. That's where I'll, that's where I'll end it. That's it. Just cut it. Don't say bye. Just take <laughs> Popco, appreciate you, man. Same. I, uh, yeah, I'm thank you. Forward thank to you so guys. much, Popco. Yeah. I want you to send me that video, though. Absolutely. I will. I'll, I will. I gotta go that's through. funny. Yeah. I remember I remember thinking it. Um, I, I remember just like sitting here, just popped in my head, and I was like, wait a minute. I'm pretty sure he sat in front of me at the Isbell show, man. Yeah. Back in his head. I think to the right of me was um, a taller friend of mine. We call him Jibbo. Mm-hmm. His his name is John, and uh, there was so many Johns in our group of friends. We called him Jibbo because it stood for Jibbo or John is a tall one. No, no, I'm sorry, not tall one. 
John is a big one. Jibo, J-I-B-O. Okay. Okay, all makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. But he yeah, I'll, next, send, I'll send you that, yeah. That, that's interesting. That's so funny. It's small world, man. This, this, this NEPA is, is special. Very. Very. <laughs> special. <laughs> Absolutely, man. But I wish you guys nothing but the best in 2023. Um, I hope we can hey, cross, you as well, brother. cross paths and uh, shake hands and, and give hugs and uh, share some beers and just some good times together. No doubt, brother. Looking forward to it. Yeah, best of luck with everything. And uh, I'm, I'm here however I can help you guys. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks, Popco. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. We'll see you.